Hello and welcome to another episode of the Giants of the Faith podcast. My name is Robert Daniels and I'm the host of this show. This is the podcast where we focus on individuals from the age of the church who've lived out their faith in a unique or interesting way. These are people who are giants in the history of Christendom, and each has earned a spot in my personal Christian Hall of Fame. We're returning to our look at John Calvin in this final episode of Giants of the Faith, Season 2. When we left off last time, Calvin had stopped over in Geneva in August of 1536 on his way to Strasbourg, and he had been convinced by the local pastor, William Farrell, to stay on and help organize the church there. One of the reforms that Calvin instituted in Geneva was to practice and enforce church discipline. He began to call out people living in sin, which included some of the leaders of the city. Calvin definitely rubbed people the wrong way. He was exacting, and he didn't care who was impacted. All were equal before the Savior. Now, this came to a head on Easter Sunday, 1538, when Calvin refused communion to prominent citizens because of their lifestyles. The situation blew up, and eventually Calvin and Farrell were expelled from the city. Now, Calvin knew his destination, Strasbourg, where he had intended to go two years earlier. Calvin felt as if he had done his duty to God by remaining in Geneva, but that he'd been released to continue on his previous course. Calvin didn't count on Martin Bootser, however. When Calvin and Farrell arrived in Strasbourg, Bootser pushed, prodded, and persuaded him to stay in the ministry. Bootser put Calvin up in his home. He introduced him to his circle of friends. Bootser even arranged for Calvin to move into the home immediately behind his own so that the two could remain close. And importantly, Bootser convinced Calvin to remain a pastor. There was a group of about 500 French exiles living in the city. They needed pastoral care, and Bootser felt that Calvin was the man for the job. During his stay in Strasbourg, Calvin was mentored and mollified by Bootser, such that when his time in the city was through, he was a kindler, gentler Calvin. He did not modify his principles or his doctrines, only his application of them. Calvin also used his time in Strasbourg to write. It was there that he translated his Institutes into French, and where he also composed his commentary on Romans. While Calvin was in Strasbourg, the Roman Catholic Cardinal Sadoletto had written a letter to the people of Geneva, inviting and urging them to return to the Roman Church. Interestingly, the Geneva City Council went to Calvin, the very man they'd run out of town, and requested that he write their response. Calvin wrote his reply to Sadoletto, which is regarded as one of the greatest apologetic writings of the Reformation period. It was in Strasbourg that Calvin also decided it was time to marry. In fact, it was Bootser who told him he ought to marry. Calvin had set up his home as a boarding house for students, and he'd hired a cantankerous woman to be his maid. Bootser judged that a wife would do Calvin's health better. Calvin suffered at various times from indigestion, headaches, gallstones, hemorrhoids, gout, fever, and chronic asthma. He was bookish and shy, so he asked his friends, including Bootser, to find him a wife. The woman they found was Idolette de Bure. Idolette was a widow with two children, and she was in Calvin's congregation. She and her husband had been Anabaptists, but had converted to the Reformed faith. Calvin and Idolette married in August 1540, and they lived in marital bliss until her death in 1549. They had children, but none lived past infancy. Calvin spent three years in Strasbourg, and he likely planned to remain there. He was happy. He had a family, friends, a thriving congregation, and time to study and write. But it wasn't to be. 
Pretty soon, the leadership in Geneva wrote to Calvin, asking him to come back to their city and lead the church there. Calvin struggled with the decision of returning. He told his friends that he'd rather die than go back to Geneva, but he felt God's urging to return, and so he did. He entered Geneva for the second time on September 13, 1541. Calvin had learned a lot since his first go-round in Geneva. Under the tutelage of Bootser, he learned to somewhat master his righteous temper and willfulness to better lead his flock and minister to those that were in opposition to him. Calvin set about to reorganize the ministry of the church in Geneva. He divided the ministry up into four areas of responsibility, and then he worked to implement those areas. First, he charged the pastors in and around the city with preaching the word and delivering the sacraments. Pastors were to preach once, usually twice, on Sunday, and to hold services throughout the week. They were to celebrate the Lord's Supper quarterly and also hold weekly catechism classes for the children in their districts. The secondary of ministry fell to the teachers. They were to hold lectures throughout the week and teach both adults and children the scriptures. Calvin, being a bookish academic type himself, placed a great emphasis on education. He brought in and also trained up teachers and eventually established a school for children in 1559. The school was divided into the college for younger students and the academy for older ones. It was a great success, and the academy eventually became the University of Geneva. The third area of ministry was given to the elders. Every district in the city had elders responsible for the spiritual well-being of the residents that lived there. These elders would watch out for citizens that were in sin, and they would minister to them, and if necessary, bring them up for church discipline. And then finally, there were the deacons, who were responsible for the physical well-being of the citizenry. They managed the poorhouses, hospitals, welfare boards, etc. There were difficulties for Calvin. The same people that didn't like him the first time he was in town still didn't like him. They tried to intimidate him. He had dogs released on him. There were gunshots fired outside his home. Sometimes they would try to drown out his sermons with exaggerated coughing or shouting. And Calvin was patient, but only up to a point. Eventually, his patience left him and he began to deal with his opposition harshly. In the end, he prevailed. He was not kicked out of the city, and his ideas and his way carried the day. One of the most difficult chapters of Calvin's life in Geneva is known as the Servetus Affair. Servetus was a Spanish theologian, among other things, that had published some works denying the Trinity. Calvin and Servetus exchanged a series of letters arguing the point. Eventually, Servetus was condemned by the Catholic French Inquisition, and he was arrested, but he escaped from prison and he fled the country in 1553. His destination was Italy, but he stopped in Geneva to hear Calvin preach. The Genevan authorities arrested Servetus, and the French Inquisition requested that he be sent to them for trial. The Genevans decided to place him on trial themselves, and Calvin was called to testify against the man, which he did. Servetus was found guilty, and though Calvin argued to have him beheaded like a civil traitor, the court ordered that he be burned at the stake like a heretic. On October 27, 1553, he was tied to the stake, with the last copies of his books chained to his body, and killed by burning. In 1560, the Geneva Bible was published. It was an English-language Bible, translated by men under Calvin's influence in Geneva. They were mostly Englanders who had come to Geneva for religious freedom. 
It was the first time the Bible had been published with theological notes in the margins, and it was thoroughly Calvinistic. You might recall in the John Knox episode, episode 36, that I mentioned that you can buy on eBay some leaves from a 1582 printing of the Geneva Bible. Check out the show notes of that episode for links to the listings. Now, Calvin worked hard as a pastor. He preached twice every Sunday, and then every day of every other week. He also served on numerous committees and organized his pastors, teachers, deacons, and elders. I've already mentioned how Calvin was generally in poor health. His rigid schedule didn't help, and he eventually developed additional maladies like gout, bladder stones, bleeding lungs, and headaches. He eventually became so weak that he could not make the walk from his home to the church, and he had to be carried. And if he couldn't be carried, he'd have folks come to his quarters to hear his talks. Calvin preached his final sermon on February 6, 1564. He became too weak and ill to continue on. He suffered for a few months before he died on his bed on May 27, 1564, at only 54 years old. His final words were, How long, O Lord? And he was buried in an unmarked grave in Geneva at his request. John Calvin was one of the brightest lights of the Reformation and a fitting capstone to this season. Thanks for listening, and until next time, God bless.